Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anastasia Galere, how are ye? Welcome again to the Snugcast. We uh, we love ye. I'm gonna I'm gonna I like to I like to call our listeners something new every time. Tonight I'm gonna call the the Rapscallions of the night. The Rapscallions of the night. Yeah, I love it. So how are ye? Um, we've had a good few uh, good few weeks here. Um, we're back in Grady's yard. Uh, one, of, one of the new homes of, of the Snowcast and we're having a fucking amazing night it's we're, a mad one we haven't recorded in 10 days because last this week's episode the week that we're recording we actually recorded that Monday last week because of uh, scheduling so it feels like we haven't done this in ages I know I've actually missed it like it's oh. I have so much, so much fun doing this like it's reference to last week's episode Andrew's Ashes do you know what I seen when they're wanking by the field wall and just the excitement that was me all day today <laughs> the excitement the excitement <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll move her on, on. We'll, we'll move her on uh, so uh, we're so anyway it's uh, Owen here speaking and uh, joined as always by DJ DJ what are you drinking there? Uh, Owen, I've stuck with what I was at last week. The captain's table, the uh, oatmeal stout by Yellow Belly beer. It's a uh, hint of coffee, bit of chocolate. And actually, when we were having our chat before we started recording there, um, I think I described it as that little, when you take the first sip, it's like that bit of coffee kick you get from Tiramisu. It's delicious. Ah, Top notch. So good. And then... Yeah, the winter, the, the weather's turned here this week, like, it's turned from autumn to winter all of a sudden, so it's a real wintry drink, like, it's perfect on a winter's eve. As I said to you, I'm going full out Christmas. Yeah. I'm, this is it. Fucking fuck, snow's falling. Forget fucking Halloween, it's Christmas time. Halloween me hole. <laughs> Speaking of me hole, me hole actually, I was talking to you earlier, <laughs> <laughs> the man here in he was in. Um, we were talking about that, and uh, they're going to have a very, very good stout selection here in Grady's Yard in the build up to Christmas. Oh, speaking, speaking of different, there he is. There he is. Just Hall. Hall. We just called you Pinto. Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> So, on my 38 years in this planet, I've never fucking heard that before in my life. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Always a compliment. What's your next drink on? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mihal, right? Uh, Michal was telling me there that they're going to have some new stouts coming in and uh, there's a super secret Christmas stout coming out from Yellow Belly Beer that he doesn't even know himself about so they, they don't even have an insider scoop on so oh we're not privy to that at the moment I can't wait to find out uh, what it's going to be really looking forward to it like yeah. I absolutely I, I love these kind of guest little taps like it, it it makes it makes every like trip in here an absolute adventure you don't know what like do you know even where um, the 
belly dance, you know, it left. Yeah. But, you know, it was... Uh, One it, we haven't even spoken about on the podcast, really, is the, the sunset and the sunrise sours on the side as well, next to the wine taps. Yeah. Like, we had this up at M1, and we were absolutely bollocks, and they were delicious. I don't really remember them, but... Yeah, no, but they were, trust me, they were. And, like, the thing with those taps are, they're against the yellow belly taps as well, so, like, they do do brews that are, like, very, like, a couple of, couple of casks, that's it, that's all they do, and then they're gone. So, like, it's fucking, there's always a surprise waiting for you in here. They have a couple of new taps as well up the guest tap section, I saw. Um, won't get into what they are because you have to come in yourself and find out. We can't give all your secrets away. Ah, oh, brilliant, good stuff. <laughs> and tonight, for first time ever, <laughs> we are joined by a female. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> By one of our very, very good friends, DJ's former housemate and, her a, and absolute <laughs> bapalicious babe, oh Sonia Nerwin. Hey y'all! Sonia, what Hi. are you drinking? Okay, so I'm not much of a beer drinker, but I'm mad into the spirit, so I've tried one of their mixed concoctions. So it's a raspberry vodka with citrus, and they top it up with 7-Up, and it's got just a little splash of the raspberry pale ale on it as well. And it's called Mars Ulrich. Yes. yes. It's and fucking great. It's the Martian Jam pale ale mm-hmm. you top it up with. And Sonia, who is not into the rock music, <laughs> didn't get the Mars Ulrich reference. Okay, no I didn't. So, some of you might be Metallica fans, it's a play on Lars Ulrich, the Metallica drummer's name. I wish you would let me say that bit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, look, I, th- I, I stole her thunder, but uh, give her her thunder back. Thanks. What you make of it, son? I love it. It's so good. I can't stop drinking it. It's amazing. It's a great girly drink, mm. but I feel like you guys also really Yeah, we had, well. a, mm. we had a little subbing of it. Fucking delicious. I was more yeah, losing my balls when I wanted to take yeah. it. Lose them. Yeah, absolutely. Lose them away to this. It's the lovely. It's really fruity and citrusy and delightful. But strong. Love it. But strong. There's a good kick to it, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I love the, I love the way their their concoctions normally uh, incorporate one of uh, the beers on top there. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just you it's know, it's a really good idea because it actually makes me want to try that. Yeah, exactly. Pale, and I I don't like I can't drink beer for two reasons because I get really aggro on it and then I get really mouthy and this start is true. fight. And, uh, <laughs> we... and because I get drunk really really fast. And we don't want to, we don't want to uh, say anything, but we might be involved in one of the concoctions in a. Yeah. There may be a snugcast themed concoction fusion coming up here in Grady's yard. <laughs> We're in negotiations at the moment with Mihol. Our royalty. We love you, Mihol. We really do. Our, our royalties are currently at zero, so you know negotiations are going well. <laughs> we started off on zero, and we've negotiated that we'll pay to, to have our name on it. <laughs> you know, we, that's a lie. We have no money to pay them. No, we, um, have no money. we pay them in money for our points. Uh, please give us money. Please, yeah. <laughs> donate. <laughs> Hashtag donate. <laughs> Hashtag charity. So anyway, I just want to say. Sonia, episode 10 of the Stunkcast. 10? Double yeah. digits. Double digits. Yeah. Double digits. Actually, yeah, sorry, we should celebrate That's that here. Clink. Cheers. Cheers. Well done, guys. Double digits. Delighted. And people have actually listened to us. That's the most surprising thing of all. We're over 800 listens at the moment. That's, That's amazing. amazing. And I'm pretty sure you're definitely international at this stage. Oh, we are, yeah. Your and sister listens. My sister in Canada for, listens. Hi, Ashi. For, for anyone that hasn't, shout out to Asha and uh, also Adam and all of Sonia's family legends. <laughs> but anyone who hasn't picked up Sonia is not native to her. <laughs> is it that obvious? Uh, I don't know, the listeners might know you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like, true. Like our Australian, New Zealand listeners might be au fait with that's Irish fair. like accents. And like to be fair, Irish accents can diversify from region to region. Yeah, and I See? actually don't sound I think I sound that Canadian anymore at all. Yeah, you kinda of sound like you could you could pass for someone from Wicklow. Really? Yeah, probably, Wait, yeah. No, that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a slide on Wick Wicklow people now you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think we have any listeners in Wicklow. Well, you won't anymore anyway. <laughs> no break. <laughs> Only a bunch of wanderers up there. <laughs> anyway, look, we'll wrap this up, and I think we're we'll um, we'll tip on to our first topic there. So, guys, our first topic tonight is um, basically we're bringing Sonia on board tonight, and Sonia is obviously Hi. our first female, um, <laughs> and, but she's also a foreign guest. So, 
Oh, She's an absolute foreigner, like. Yeah. Don't Phone me from coming in, coming here taking our jobs. <laughs> not from this parish, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so we kind of wanted to do kind of a bit of an international topic, right? Uh, but a bit lighthearted, right? So we said we said we we, we think about what's your favourite um, holiday destination Ooh, that you've had, right? Good one. So look. I'll, I'll probably rock on first. What? <coughs> I'll answer. Uh, so I went traveling for nine months there last year. Um, so look, I'm gonna, actually going to do a two-parter question here, right? Okay. Because I think I have, I have to answer from uh, that holiday because it was amazing, right? And it was such a long period of time. So I spent like a month in Vietnam. I think Vietnam was probably my favorite place over the whole trip. I'm so happy to hear that because I am going there in February. It was I, like just it's such a fucking long, amazing country. It is such it's like steeped in history and um, there's such a difference in like culture in the food, in the people, everything like just from the like we went from south to north. Mm-hmm. Um, so easy to get around. Um, and like the the major cities there, uh, uh, from like Ho Chi Minh or Saigon, as we like to say, in, in the south, the, the boys don't 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 really like Ho Chi Minh, like. But uh, yeah, just uh, uh, all the way up to Hanoi in the north, and mm-hmm. um, just amazing. Like then, you know, we went to like different places with like beaches on the coast, did jungle treks. Yeah. You know, it's just such a diverse thing. Yeah. Um, what were the people like? Oh, the people were so nice. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, we like we would have been on a lot of like in a lot of hostels and stuff, um, and on a lot of tours with American tourists. Okay. You know? okay. So like you're kind of there like, what's what's going to be the what's going to be the story here like you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the dynamic going yeah. to be? What's the dynamic like, like you know? Yeah. And like sometimes there like there might like there might be like a bit of a passing comment. But like, never aggressive. Like, like the the thing about it is, is that like Thailand, like their main industry is tourism. Yeah. Like they're literally like their economy is based on tourism now. Like yeah. it's like Vietnam is the new Thailand. Like you know. That's and what everyone's saying. And it's actually uh, like you can see it's going to be ruined. See, that's why I want to go now. Yeah. So I just feel like it's apps. Like there's beaches in Thailand that are being completely closed now because tourists have just oh, absolutely yeah. ruined the cultural, natural, natural, biological aspect of it all. Yeah, even like when when we were in Indonesia as well, like some of the islands have gone like plastic plastic free because like the beach has just been like such a shame. Over. Yeah, it's such a shame. Because they're absolute natural wonders yeah. and yeah. like they're being destroyed. But that's brilliant because le- less plastic the better. That's oh it. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. We're eco-friendly, <laughs> eco-friendly <laughs> podcast. We're drinking glass, glass pint glasses, and we only drink beer that has been manufactured in non-plastic kettles. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Can I ask you a question, Owen? Yeah. What was your favorite city in Vietnam, or your favorite place that you visited? Oh, um, maybe hard. Like I really liked um, Ho Chi Minh um, or Saigon. As the boys like to say, um, yeah, that was just a really cool, really, really, really busy. Yeah. Um, there was uh, so they have um, this uh, beer there. And it's called it's uh, fresh beer, which in Vietnamese is beer hoi, right? Beer hoi. Beer hoi. So like this fresh beer is like literally brewed over two or three days. Like it's Holy fucking. Crap. It's like. And like it's, I think it's only maybe about like two or three percent. Like it's oh, right. tiny, tiny percentage, right? Yeah. But it's twenty, I think twenty-five cents. Tw- like twenty-five cents for like a pint or whatever. Yeah, twenty-five cent, fifty cent Holy max. Crap. Like yeah, right. Um. So they have um. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the name of the street. Uh, oh, there's a street anyway in the center of um Saigon. Yeah. And like. Uh, so there's like loads, like there's a few hostels and stuff on it, and but all like it's famous for like being the kind of going out street, like you know, there the Temple Bar of the Temple Ho Chi Minh, right? <laughs> but it's just it's like little shit bars, yeah. like that are like dad bars, 
like ton, like tiny tiny like I don't know like would you say like uh, uh, two three meters squared of a bar like tiny tiny bars right um, but little every, holes in the wall kind of thing like basically right yeah so they'd have just like the keg and a tap in there that be a high right but outside they have these tiny stools and uh, like why tiny stools I mean like you're doing a full on squat like it must be like about like less than a foot off the floor the chair right so so these kind of plastic stools and they have these kind of like scattered all over the street yeah all out in front right yeah so you go down and you sit and you go like oh you know uh, two people want to sit and you go grand round so you're, you're just shoved in beside someone right so if say five people leave then right and the five seats beside you are free right yeah. your one that'll come out of the bar push you into the seats that have Get been long. That, have, that have been vacated go yeah. along move along so uh so then um like basically it's these like these like really really cheap drinks right yeah, yeah. And they have all these like all the locals are so nice and they'll they'll be in on the act as well yeah and, and like they drink as well and like you know there's this um there's a cheers they do there um, What's the cheers? Oh, it's oh. brilliant. What is it? What is it? So, uh, oh fuck, I actually can't remember. I have a t-shirt with it on, but it's... Um, well, YouTube it. It's basically, um, it's basically one, two, three, like, cheers in, yeah. um, in, uh, in Vietnamese. But it is, like, it, it, like, it gets everyone, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, one, two, three, cheers, one, hey. two, three, cheers, and then, like, and then, like yeah. I, but it's fucking, it's, su it's such a... Such a great atmosphere there, like. Oh, I'm so excited now. Um, so excited. But yeah, they just like I don't know. They just encompass everything, and and then probably one of my favorite things that I did in, um, there was yeah. uh, the high van pass, okay. which is where um, it's like um, the guys on Top Gear, the old original Top Gear, um, they rented bikes. So we did the same. We rented bikes, and you drive up this like beautiful like. Um, so it's basically during the Vietnam Vietnam War, yeah. and the Americans held all the highways. So they they took over all the highways. Okay. So the Viet Cong uh, and Vietnamese to counteract this, they had to come along. Or, uh, so the Vietnamese then had to come along uh, and 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 circumnavigate or circum circumvent the. The highways, so they like built this road in between uh, in the jungles. Holy. So it's called like the Ho Chi Minh Trail, like you know. Right. So like basically, you get on a bike and you like drive this road like in through the jungles, like yeah. up this mountain pass, and it's just like oh winding, winding roads and like what? waterfalls. Just like you know, like you have to like drive like the waterfall kind of just goes under the road. So like there's a huge waterfall on your left, and then like it just like sweep in underneath the road that you're driving over. It's just ah, oh, that's I, like, I, you know I, I actually just, like, just can't even hear like stories like this. It, it just gives me such intense wanderlust. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just, like, I actually, I feel it so hard. I just want to get to the airport and just go so bad. There's nothing better. Yeah, but you have to wait six months. I know. <laughs> and I know four months. I, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just give a quick, quick one on my second one. And okay. My second um, city, because I love city breaks as well. I think yeah. they're like. I, I, I don't know, I think it's amazing that like with Europe because it's such a different um, cultural climate like yeah. Yeah. so many different countries yeah. so many different cultures going on that we're so privileged that we can like take a, like a, a two hour flight three hour flight yeah, and you're so like lucky. in a com completely different like uh, like country and you know you have different language everything right mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite city breaks has been Venice. Oh yeah. Because God, yeah. it is just a fucking surreal, uh, surreal country, like and, and like a, such a surreal city that like like no no cars, just boats, fucking everywhere. Such a walkable city. Like what, I remember uh, myself and one of my friends, Evan, went over when I was uh, 17 with my parents. I think I was 17 with my parents, mm -hmm. but. Uh, we, we, we just like threw the map away for a day and we were just like literally we were like, we, we were like we were like we were down in St. Mark's Square and we said we'll head we'll head north yeah. threw the map away 
and just walked and like you, we hit so many dead ends we were like we were walking and we like ended up where we were just standing like on a canal and we were like oh we can't cross here we have to double back and yeah. it, was, it was literally like doing a fucking maze or something you know it was so uh, it was amazing it's so unique isn't it oh it's so amazing unique. but DJ over to you what's your um, favourite holiday destination mine actually ties in with uh, what you're just talking about with Venice there and uh, similarly enough it's a European city it's an Italian city it's somewhere I'm going in a couple of weeks with Neve and uh, it's Rome I, I've been to Rome four, four times maybe five I, I couldn't I, I'm actually not too certain how, long, how many times I've been there because you know every time you go there's so much to discover so much to undiscovered and um, the the beautiful thing about Rome for me is like that like the first couple of times I went I had the maps out I was doing a tourist destination stuff like that absolutely is it? no no that's <laughs> Oh, I haven't been with Sonia yet now. <laughs> Shut but up, y'all. I went to Rome. <laughs> I went to, the last couple of times I've gone to Rome, and the last time I was there was with my sister Aoife. And like that, no maps. You know where the landmarks are. You can see, like, you can see the Colosseum. You can see yeah. fucking Palatine Hill. Isn't it mad when it's you mental. look at the Colosseum and you're just like... Thousands of years ago, gladiators were fighting in that. Like, yeah. Caesar was walking. Do, do you know like, what? It's just unbelievable the but history. Do you know the juxtaposition that the Coliseum has with, say, the Stadio Olimpico, the soccer yeah. stadium in Rome? And it's a similar shape, sim- a bowl type of thing, and you're going there to see people perform. The only difference is it's not life and death. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's like society has progressed, but the basics are still there. Yeah, still like a, a bowl really amphitheater kind of Absolutely. arena yeah. watching people perform. Yeah, um, dance, monkey dance. And like, and and similarly enough, like the gladiators that were successful were absolute icons and heroes at the time, yeah. and were treated. So and even though they were slaves, the like main gladiators were treated like royalty, like, yeah. just like soccer stars now, sports stars now are treated like royalty. But the thing I love most about Rome is not the glitz, the glamour, the big like star attractions like the gladi, like the the gladiators Colosseum, like Palatine Hill, like. St. Peter's Basilica that stuff is amazing really historical like Roma Forum is like out of this world but what I fucking love about Rome is when you ditch the, the map like you said on, when you ditch the main streets and you start wandering down these side streets you come across this little shitty rundown church and when you walk in there's like a, the 17th Pope is buried there and you can see a skeleton and the place is covered in gold or like you're wandering down the street and like the thing about Rome is for anyone who's not been and planning to go the best meal I've ever had in Rome uh, the best meal I've ever had that wasn't my grandmother's meal I was talking about in a previous episode um, how are you Nana? Uh, that's good continuity there yeah yeah Dick. listen that was smooth now I must say myself I'm not, I'm not known for being smooth I wouldn't want to be called up on IMDB like you know no definitely not Jesus Christ but the, I, I love uh, just going down them fucking side streets wandering through and coming across the the local restaurants that the the, the proper Romans like use yeah. and then um, I was I, in, uh, I went to Rome as well and uh, one of like it was one of these uh, one of these uh, TripAdvisor like recommended places and it was called like I think it was called like La Casa or something like the gas really? yeah like, yeah it's some yeah, yeah, yeah like well it was literally just someone's house and like I don't know, like, you know, like, about six tables in it, like, uh, like, plastic, you know, plastic tablecloths, like, really yeah. cheap looking, right? But the food... But that's what I was going to get to, right? Yeah, what it looks like. The do you know where them type of restaurants originate? Yeah. They're seriously significant historical... Um, sig- they're, they're serious historical significance to those type of restaurants in Rome. All those type of restaurants originated from World War Two, when they created the ghettos in Rome for the Nazis did. And what they did was they forced people, so basically they forced Jewish people into these little areas that they were living in, like, like overcrowded slums, basically. And what ended up happening was they created their own little mini-community for those couple of years, and then, like, a certain person's apartment would be designated as that's the place that everyone goes to eat. And there are still apartments in Rome, apartments and apartment blocks that are designated restaurants that are, like, family handed down um, restaurants from, like, like, uh, I was at a restaurant in Rome and I, for the love of me, can't remember the name or the location. I want to look this up and try and get it out. I'll try and get it out on social media. I don't, don't promise anything. But I was in this restaurant in Rome once and the patron of the restaurant, the, the like, 
woman, the head chef, woman running it. There was only room for about eight or ten people in this restaurant. And it wasn't like they had no website, just stumbled across it by talking to locals. Was um it was this it was this place and her grandmother was had set up this kitchen to feed fellow Jews during World War Two and her mother did it then after World War Two and fed the local community and stuff like That's cooking amazing. in her kitchen. Amazing. And it was just a little micro restaurant in Rome. That is like, and she's the her she's the granddaughter of a uh, former uh, resident in the ghetto in Rome during World War Two. Like, I think you've just touched on something like really amazing about traveling. It's when you go to these places and you just take a chance on them. You're walking down the street and you're thinking, oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looks kind of local. Maybe something not too touristy. And you go in and you start chatting away to the owners, and these incredible stories just start to pop up. Oh, Things that you can't yeah. even when I was in Cambodia and uh, we were going out to the kill, killing fields out in Pompeii, uh, um, uh, was it? Um, but yeah, we were going out to the killing fields there, like, and our tuk tuk driver, like, out, on the way out, like, or I think it was on the way out, like, but he was just like, so, uh, like, my. Uh, my uncle, my father, my uh, brother, like, has all, have all been like killed in the killing fields. Like, have just been massacred. Jesus. And like, he was just like telling a story of how, like, for three months, he was like hiding out in a field, for, like in the nip, like, like no clothes, nothing. He was like sneaking, like rob food and stuff. I'm like. Jesus. And now you're just, you're just, like you're yeah. just bringing me out to this tourist destination. I was just like, this is like, surreal, sur absolutely surreal. surreal. Like you actually like we're obviously so privileged, but like oh, God, yeah. you you just actually can't comprehend that, like what's going on like in but, but I suppose people's in, lives. Like it just puts yeah. so much of yeah. your own into perspective as well, doesn't it? But in another sense, like you going out there to pay your respects to the people that were killed there yeah. and yeah, stuff, no, and, and and the visit, like he appreciates that, and like like that thing with Rome as well is. Um, it's, it's just amazing that like Rome is just the hidden gems like the the gems in Rome the big gems the, the, the like um, the ones that are flaunted for Rome grand but they're not the ones that bring me back no, they're not because uh, I've been to many cities where like you see all the big tourist attractions like and you're like that's, that's so true yeah, that's like, so like, true alright they're cool but I've seen them once now but Rome's a city where like every time I go I find a new gem I find a new thing that I'm like and, and I know that so much is undiscovered Um that's definitely my favourite holiday destination and I, I can't wait to get back there again. Like. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, uh, DJ. Um, sons, hope you're well prepared oh now. Oh God, yeah, jeez. Uh, um, as always, we spring these these questions on our guests. Yeah, right. Live up to that because we're class. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to. I've been very fortunate to do a lot of travelling. It's one thing that my dad is really prided himself on being able to provide for me and my sister, my dad, uh, <laughs> Owen. Shout, shout out to Amar. Uh, my dad. Amar. Shout out, shout out. We love him. Go on. Anyway, um, he, so he went to Morocco a few years ago and ranted and raved about it. So myself and my best friend Anna, who lives in Australia. Um, shout out to Anna. Hi, Anna Banana. All Australian listeners. See, see you totally Christmas, Anna. international. Um, so in 2015, me and Anna decided to go to Morocco for a few days. We were meeting her brother and her brother's fiance there. And like, you know, I'd never really been that interested in it. It kind of fascinated me a little bit. And for really stupid reasons, like, I've always fascinated myself to be a little bit of a Princess Jasmine and like love Aladdin. And I kind of just felt like if I go to Morocco, I'm just like, like what? <laughs> One step closer to being Princess Jasmine. Sorry, I said I meant the bath offer. <laughs> <laughs> the bath offer. Do you know when he said it? I heard that and I was like, oh, I'm laughing, but I don't know if that's what he meant. <laughs> um, anyway, so we went to Morocco and it we landed. Land in Marrakesh and we decided to do this three day trek through the Sahara. On, on a camel. It was just the most unbelievable. It was two day trek. Well, three days through the Atlas Mountains and through the canyons and all, but kind of two days. So, this is what was unbelievable about it. So, at the very edge, so we basically drove through the Atlas Mountains, drove right from west, which America, the west in Marrakesh, okay. to the east. And I literally, as we're driving, you could see where the Sahara started. It was like Flatland, 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 the beginning of a doom. And then oh, the Sahara wow. was just in front of you. And it was the most unbelievable thing, like that it was just so distinct. And so just 
there and you never think of it to be so I, I never thought that it would be so um, I don't know just distinct in the way that it, that it showed up in front of me and so we arrived at this kind of resort base where we like get ready and our camels were waiting for us and we all had a cat there were six of us myself Anna Eddie and Vanessa and these two other gir Australian girls and they had six camels for us and of course you know all the girls we had our like desert outfits and our like scarves and we we're all very princess jasmineing up jasmineing it up and we get on our camels and we kind of went at the kind of around 5 p.m. so the sun was very very bright wasn't setting yet and as we kind of started trekking over the Sahara we were just catching the sunset so we're literally just climbing over these dunes up and down around everything looks exactly the same around you stars are starting to pop out the sun is like the sun is starting to go down and the colors of the sky I could never even begin to describe to you what it looked like it was like it was just wow. yeah. it was so magical and our lovely guides who are incredible no maps no technology no nothing purely guiding us to this like oasis camp in the middle of the Sahara by the stars and the moon that's very swear cool. to God, wow. swear to God, it was like, and like we kept on. I just remember being looking at Anna, being like, "Dude, like, are we gonna die? Like, is this it? Is this how we're gonna go? Like, how the hell do they know where we're going?" And they were looking at us, pointing, like, "You see this star? You see this star?" And like, they knew exactly where we were going. They knew wow. which dune to go down, which one to go up, like, oh, which one to cross. It's hard to beat that, like. Sounds it was fucking just insane. fucking insane, and they'd stop um, right when the sun was just like it was like something out of a movie. Like you have this massive dune in front of you, half of the sun curving around it, a pink and purple sky, and we just took photos, got back on our camels, another hour, and we arrive into this. It's literally the middle of nowhere, and there's palm trees, and there's tents, and there's music, and you can't see anything. And the only thing that's lighting this campsite is the moon which is probably the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. You feel like you could like, yeah. touch it, like it was unreal. And there was, they had these long cloth tables and cushions and there was maybe 20 of us and they had music and dancing and wine and traditional rock and food and these like huts for us to sleep in. And they were just, it was beautiful. And then they woke us up at 4 a.m. and we got on our camels and we, it was starry and dark and we were exhausted and all of a sudden right before our eyes the sun's coming up and it's just the most amazing sunrise as we're again trekking back through the Sahara being led completely by the stars and the moon it was just like you couldn't I couldn't I can't Jesus. even it was unbelievable it was one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life oh sounds you put some wanderlust <laughs> on me for that That's I know so I loved it it was so that good amazing do you think they'd have reception to record a podcast oh I wish bring a few cans with us I wish and like we were taking photos and we had like they wrapped our heads in the scarves and like we had because there was a bit of a sandstorm on the way over and we had like face masks and it was like just the whole thing it was just undescribable like it was one of the coolest things I've ever done so my dad and his mates went to Morocco last year and they did the exact same tour and they had the exact same tour guide and everything wow. and, they, and they did the, they had the exact same experience and they said it was unbelievable it was just fabulous it was so cool Let's get on to them. Go yeah. on. Hey, we, should, we should go with them the next time. You should. I'm listen to this and we'll fucking we'll go on for a bit of crack. No, it's so fun. We'll, have, we'll bring a few cans of uh, Kikini for you. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> uh, so I think, thanks, Hans. That was fucking amazing. Actually, I was... I, no, I actually felt like I was there. Like, I actually, like it was the first time in my life when I love Princess Jasmine that I was like, I am her. This is me. This is my moment. I'm having Aww. it. I'm her. It's happened, finally. Who will be your Aladdin? Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, I think we might just do... Because uh, uh, those a quickie, were, yeah. I, I think we, we do a quickie because uh, that was... Weren't they? That, that oh. was... I, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but just... But three I, very different answers as well. Like, yeah, yeah, completely different. Yeah. Different continents. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so great. So... I, I, I think I'm just going to go so it, it's basically it's along the same theme right but uh, where is a place that you haven't been that you'd like to go Ooh. 
I'll, I'll go first. DJ, you go yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've had an idea of this. Tierra del Fuego. Oh, wow, it's very specific. Tierra del Fuego is the most southerly tip of uh, Argentina. It's the last bit of land before uh, this, the South so, so Pole, like the, the Arctic. Antarctic, sorry. Antarctic, yeah. And uh, apparently penguins live there. Yeah. Uh, so I believe. And just I think where it's the, it's the most southerly point of the Americas. Um, and just thinking of like, the, again, like going back to historic, historical significance, um, like imagine Vasco da Gama, like r- rounding the tip of Tierra del Fuego. And like all these like flat earth, like the dirt was considered flat at the time, and he, the American, yeah, 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 some of these mad bastards. <laughs> but like they find the West Indies, they find the Americas, and then they are assuming like once you go past this, like you fall off the edge of the earth. And then Vasco da Gama sailing around the tip of Tierra del Fuego and just like discovering um, that no, it's just other side of America, and then on to. Um, India basically is where they went to yeah. after that so I just think like it's, it's it's just a really cool place it's a really significant landmark in terms of view and exploration oh, so. like like sure, even closer to home like fucking yeah. Tom Crean and the boys like yeah Ernest Shackleton all the boys would have set off from there to go like, yeah. explore the Antarctic that like, was yeah. it like that's where they would have docked um, and and Jesus like it's it's just the amount of people that have been there from all over the world like including Ireland and Britain um, and that went on to have a huge significant impact on on like human um, exploration and, and our understanding of human life like fuck it's just a really cool place and um, while I, like I would have Machu Picchu and stuff like that that I haven't been to yet that I'd love to go that I know you've been to like Tierra del Fuego for me like I remember I, I heard about Tierra del Fuego when I was 10 or 11 and ever since I've been obsessed with getting there yeah I, I, I was close enough to it I went down to Patagonia in um, in Chile yeah. on the Ch- Chilean side of um, of Patagonia you're only Come on, 100 kilometer away, or I don't know. Well, Chile's a fucking long, 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 yeah, it's really long, long, isn't it? Long, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the small intestine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> long and skinny. Indeed. <laughs> I know something else. Okay, okay, let's just okay. Something else is long and skinny. Hey, we we we'd have got another five minutes of that after one of the female on this episode. Okay. Uh, this female is used to you two shine on about shit like this. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, but like just even like the, the glaciers and stuff like that just down there is it's just an amazing, amazing place. And like yeah, I like we we had n- not originally planned to go to Patagonia and we got cheap flights and we were like I I was kinda like on a time straight of like Flying, it was towards the end of my trip, and it was like flying home, so yeah. I had like two weeks left or whatever. But I like got like these like cheapish flights down there, and but like I could only spend like f- four days, I think, yeah. there. So it was like flight, bus down, uh, but like amazing. Like I would a hundred percent. Uh, want to spend longer time oh, I'm, here. I'm going there. Oh, oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds so lovely. Um, so I I give a. Uh, a quick bout of where I would like to go. Go on. And I actually am going there. Ooh. So I'm going there um, September of next year. September, October of next year. Is it Canada? It's not Canada. Because you're going July of next year. <laughs> Correct. Hi, Asha. <laughs> uh, where, I've wa- where I have wanted to go, and I was very close um, when I was in China, but I really wanted to go to Japan. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. So I've been... I've been fortunate enough to get uh, tickets to two of the games of the Rugby World Cup uh, next year in in Japan and just after seeing like a few documentaries and like hearing like one of my friends as well um, went to Japan and like it just said it's just like pretty much just like being in the future like it's yeah I've heard that from so many people it's it's meant to be just like in the future we're kind of proper weird as well yeah, yeah. but talk, like, talk about a throwback to like a previous Nogcast episode like they have fully embraced robotics like yeah they're, <laughs> all, about, like, they're all about the robotics oh yeah yeah including the sex robots there's a, oh yeah there's probably robotics shit going on there that we don't even we oh, haven't yeah, even thought yeah, of like, you, you can probably be sipping your pint at a bar like this and a robot's wanking you off under the table yeah 100% <laughs> not 100%, serving I, the pint <laughs> 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 I thought that's where I was going fuck that I need 
knew exactly what he was going to say. <laughs> like I swear me, to God. You live with me for two years. Know, like, oh, fucking, you can read my mind. No. <laughs> like, well, them boys, oh like, God. they're not going to waste robotics on serving a pint. No. And there's way more, isn't there way more men than there are, no, other way around. Way more women than men. Never mind. Is there? I don't know. I think there's way more women. I think there's like oh. two to one Fun women fact. to male. Fun snowcast back there. More like flicking uh, the bean. Flick your bean yeah, for robots. Flicking the bean. Green. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I've lived to be for too long. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually watched. Uh, I watched. I watched an episode of um, Dark Tourist or Dark Tourism. Have you seen that? On? I have. It's on my list of things to watch. So uh, there's one. They have one episode on Japan. Okay. There and like he stays in this like fully autonomous. Automat like fucking robot yeah. uh, hotel. Oh, wow. So like you go in, you're checked in by uh, he gets checked in by like this dinosaur robot in a bellboy outfit. Like yeah, so like, like Rex from Toy Story. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, like tiny little hat on and like like a little like you know like official little vest like vest like on right. And like they're you know and, and like in the in his hotel room there's like a, a sex robot. No, a vo- like this kind of assistant robot that's like, uh, you know, you know, will I sing you a lullaby? Yeah. And all this kind of rubbish to your man, like, you know? Fuck's sake. But uh, oh, it's just, it, just, it just seems like an absolute bonkers. It's intriguing, like, to go to Japan yeah. next year. And, like, as well, with, you know, did you hear that story about the, the trains there, right? So the trains there are so, like, in comparison to Ireland and fucking Dublin bus and stuff, right? <laughs> Right, that like the trains there are so on time, right? That uh, the Japanese rail company had to issue an apology, and I think I think they actually had all staff at the the next train stop, like there, being like, oh, we're really really sorry, really sorry, like yeah. you know, because the train was three minutes late. Oh gee. Like three minutes. Three Imagine. minutes. Yeah. Remember I, the number seventeen bus in UCD that used to take you to Farnham? Never less than 45 minutes left. Like, so, I literally, like, no one Literally, you're doing well if you got it for Going to Wembley last Sunday, the Metropolitan Line said it was open at a half nine from Aldgate East, which is where basically where we were staying. It didn't open until 12. <laughs> and like there was no update on Twitter, or nothing like and, and, yeah. and like we went we were there for like quarter past nine. At ten o'clock they were still playing the same message on the intercom like uh, the train metropolitan line from Allgate East will be opening at nine thirty. Actually yeah. driving uh, Got a different line to a different station That's bad. in there. Sans, Sans, what about you? So I've actually got two. I've got a hot and a cold destination that are kind of my tied for number one, right? Okay, give us the hot first. So I'm a massive fan. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of um, hot weather. Okay, no, so this that has to do with my Happy my cold one. No, so um, so my hot destination is actually Turkey, but it's a specific place in Turkey called Cappadocia. So it's these. Never heard of it. So Cappadocia, there's one thing that you can do, in, and it's a specific activity that I've always wanted to do in Cappadocia. I want to see Turkey in general. My parents went in like 2010, and for their 15th, or what was it? 2000? I don't even know. Whatever. We've been three times. Have ya? Oh my god, I'm dying to go. Like I, I just, Turkey. I'm fascinated. <laughs> so have I. Also, see Turkey Every second Monday in October Sounds. for the past for any Turkish listeners 31 years is Turkish for fuck you dickhead oh wow good to know thanks Bring really valuable information you might need it <laughs> so Cappadocia is really famous for having these hot air balloon rides yeah. that you can do and I just I've, it's like such a bucket list thing for me I've always wanted to see Turkey I've always wanted to see like the salt mines and I've wanted to see all the history of the Ottoman Empire because I'm so fascinated oh, yeah. by it well, like it's yeah. just so beautiful there's so much history and Very culture similar to and, Rome, but not a celebration yeah but like exactly but like a lot of it does have these kind of connections mm. to India and and that kind of aspect of things and I'm constantly always learning so much about my culture Drip by drip, drab by drab. Um, so Cappadocia, Turkey is one massive destination for me. But the other one is so I'm fascinated by hotels. I'm like a massive fan of hotels. Are you going and to I'm constantly yes in Finland. Oh my god! Have you heard of these? Yes. It's fucking unreal. So I want to do a trip. Oh, I want to do this so bad. I want to do the Finland igloos. Me Stay too. in Finland for a few weeks and then go see the Finnish rally. Okay, not the rally, but... <laughs> yeah, you Sing, yeah, totally. No, I don't. I don't uh, want to see rally at all. Finnish igloos are definitely... They're amazing. Yeah. So this hotel in particular in Don't Finland. all rallies have a Finnish line. <laughs> Good one, Owen. <laughs> and we'll see you guys later. That's not being cool. so embarrassing. <laughs> 
Thanks for saying the most obvious joke on the planet there, but You said that made me instantly need to piss, like. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Anyways. And we'll be right back. Igloo, um, igloo Hotel. Igloo ha- Hotel in Finland. We're going to stop for a piece of cake. And I need a new drink. And you're back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Bladders emptied. Oh, thank God. Drinks refilled. So, uh, because we have a foreigner... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. ...on the snugger, um, we said that we'd um, ask you a little bit about um, your experience, um, for, like, coming from Canada yeah. to Ireland. And primarily, the question is... Um, What's the difference? Uh, what are the pros? Maybe what are the cons uh, between Ireland and Canadian culture? Day-to-day culture, like you yeah. know. Yeah. This is so topical because I've so I've spent <clears throat> basically I've been in Ireland for the past 13 years. I went to university in Dublin. I did all my training there, and after I finished, I had such an amazing time in university. Like, it just I, I, people often ask you if you could do university over again, would you do it? I absolutely would, and I wouldn't change a damn thing about it. It was so fucking amazing. I think this topic is going to be really good because you hear so much about Irish people going to Canada. I know, and like I'm you, the weird one that won't the, go back. You're the dope. Like. I'm the dope. I'm absolutely the dope. And um, so. Like, I mean, after I graduated, I went back. I moved home, basically. I've moved home twice, tried to move home twice in three years, between 2012 and 2000, about two years, I guess, 14. 2011, 2014. And so the first time, I lasted eight months, but that was because I was doing a research project, and then I, I went back because I just missed it. And the second time, what I... What was your research project on? <laughs> Boring, owning vessel. <laughs> I wasn't even going to tell you, because you wouldn't understand. Um, <laughs> it was on gin fusions. <laughs> Fucking asshole. And then the second time, I barely lasted six months. I was so miserable. But, like, the one thing that kept on me... Like, the one consistent thing that I used to think about when I was moving home, moving back, and even when I used to go home for the summer between, you know, the years at college, is the people. Like, it's actually that simple. Like, it was... And, and, and to this day, like, I've recently in the past few weeks decided to not move back to Canada when I finish my training I'm going to stay in Ireland again um, and for it, good this time for good saying. this yeah. time yeah like I mean my life like I was 17 when I moved here and my life I've, I've you know I always say born in Canada raised in Ireland like that is absolutely me you're welcome thanks <laughs> it's been the best thing ever and I'm sure my parents are like what the fuck did we ever send her there she won't come home but Honestly, I just, to me, this is home, and there's so many reasons why, but the, the number one reason is the people. And I love my family at home in Canada, and my friends, and they're so wonderful, and I love seeing them, and it's great, but it's it's the culture, and it's, it's, it's down to simple things like when you go out to dinner, and you're having conversation and what that conversation revolves around and the kind of input that people have and the topics and what interests people and and what doesn't like there's just I certainly feel like there's a lack of not ambition but there's a lack of kind of adventure and wonder and people get very comfortable in their yeah. bubble yeah. and they're very much as in my hometown they're very much is a bubble I, th- I think like and th- I just it just it, it's so easy to just stay in that bubble and just be in it and get caught up in the rat race and and not want anything more for yourself and and me personally that fucking terrifies me mm. like that absolutely is the is, is to me that is that is my, my death because I, I, I think we're very um, as a people not not the, not the politicians not the people around the country or anything around them, but as a like general like people as a general population we're very I think we're very socially aware socially 100%. conscious 100%. we're very um, community orientated especially when you go outside of Dublin in my experience and I'm not knocking Dublin I, and, and I know that Dublin in itself is very community orientated in another sense but I think like compared to my experience in other countries like in Ireland it's all about um, 
it's, it's not nearly about you, and if, if it starts to become about you, you're almost shot down. Do you know? Do you know what else it is? Though? There's a curiosity. Yeah. Like, Irish mm. people have a huge, and like this is one thing that I love about the Irish is that they have a huge one sense of wonderment and curiosity about so many aspects of life. And I think that like that is something that I just relate to so much. Like there's so much to see, there's so much to explore, yeah. there's so much yeah. to do, and they very much are interested in what you have seen and done and know and what they haven't seen done and, and, and they know. The, and they want to explore that and they're willing to take the chance to do it. But there's a legacy thing like a lot of poetry uh, and um, and literature that we would have learned in school comes from the darkest times, the famine, yeah. comes from people yeah. in, in bed with tuberculosis when there was no cure and facing growing mortality. So like, we're always kind of like, I think we're almost innately brought up to be curious about, yeah. you know, what is the deeper meaning in life and blah, blah, blah. And, and from that we just, I think we end up with a bit of a happy-go-lucky attitude. Like, it, exactly. it's a Thursday, let's go for a few pints and have a laugh. Like, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah I think... Um, go on, sorry, Owen. I think uh, one really nice aspect of Irish culture is, say, like, that curiosity and stuff, right? But it's curiosity about random shite, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, so it's, like, random things, like, you know, as in, like, tonight, where where have you gone on your holidays or things like that, right? Whereas, um, I, like, I have a friend and he's living in New York he's actually the composer of the Snowcast theme tune oh. a musical genius an absolute musical genius but uh, one thing that he was saying to me is that um, you know if he's out with his friends he said uh, that uh, one of the topics that like or, you know like one of the opening statements that people do is uh, it, 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 so like one of the opening remarks from uh, from people is uh, what do you do like, so, like, what, like, what, what's your job? What's your occupation, right? So it's nearly this kind of, um, like, kind of like trying to feel people out for their kind of so socially place them. Socially, yeah, yeah to get their get, get their status, status, like their social status, right? It's like you know, whereas like checkboxing all the your job, your, your job. finances, your car, your house, like what have you ticked in terms of life milestones and that I can compete with? And that, or like maybe you, or like I don't know if compete, but like or like that definitely I can like kind of relate am I, am, am I compatible am with? I compatible yeah, yeah, with yeah. You know, it's in like, can I speak to you because yeah. like I'm an accountant and yeah. like, are you are you a solicitor or you know, are you yeah. on the same plane field yeah, or yeah, exactly. are you working? You know, whereas I've been on nights out and uh, I've challenged people for a night I haven't got their name like yeah Do you mean? Exactly. Like, you know? but it's, it's the kind of thing when Ireland is nearly once you leave work what you do in work and what, what you earn and, and what, no. what what kind of materialistic things you have don't matter fuck once you come to a pub we're all here for the same reason that, that right yeah. there that right yeah. there but even I was such a, a huge thing I was at a conference there uh, two weekends ago right and one, one of the girls there said uh, after I don't know if you like two or three hours of us talking she goes oh thank god no work talk and I was at a conference like yeah. which is pretty much about like work networking yeah. but like she was just like oh thank god, thank we, god. We, we can we can chat about work without without actually having like we can chat to ourselves and network without actually having to bring up work as our uh, like our, yeah. our, our that was a conference in the yeah. UK exactly yeah. yeah whereas I think like we go to like say work related uh, Irish meetings or Irish events and it's basically like the business of the event fine but around that like we, we don't discuss work like, no, like no, work we're there bad. at a work related event yeah we don't fucking discuss well, you, network, you, you actually you actually do network better if you get on with people and in, like, in, in our work lives we're I, I feel my impression is we're better liked in our work lives for our personalities and for our willingness to talk to people about non-work related stuff than our actual capacity to do the work mm. and like that's that's something as well I think that like really hits home for me is I certainly find that at home there's this culture of like I have to be a certain way in a certain job and act a certain role to be accepted or to be a part of that and like it's, it's like people it's like you're playing a role that you think that you need to fit and like it's very hard I think for people to feel like they, they can be themselves there I certainly have found that way like meeting people in in my field in my profession and in other professions it, there's like there's a falseness that's there that you just you never feel like you break surface with people like you never feel like you're really talking to them that's them 
And they're also caught up in, I shouldn't say they're all, like this is very generalized, yeah, yeah. it's not fair, but there's this culture of being caught up in this rat race where like you have to meet the, the milestones and I think that very much was very present for like my hometown anyway. like loads of my friends and like they're wonderful and they're so happy and I'm so delighted for them it just doesn't suit me yeah. you know married at a young age have the kid you know sort of you high school university you get the job you get married you get engaged you get married you have the kids you, know, you get promoted you get your mortgage like it was very much hitting these milestones and very like little in between left for anything else yeah but li- life isn't that linear like life is like a river it just meanders along its own way and you find your own little bends and curves and you get around them as you do and you just find that's the best part of it yeah but that's Irish life and that's 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 Irish life Irish Irish life life is meandering as you go and just (laughs) taking what you get no plan no plan is so good the whole thing like like anytime you go for an interview where do you see yourself in five years lad I don't know where I see myself in five days like fucking come on like you know in five days time I've half an idea where I'll be because I have a contract and stuff like what yeah, yeah. what'll I do that evening not fucking notion yeah. like my biggest fear is one of my biggest fears is when I'm on my deathbed like thinking about that I wish I had ta- I wish I hadn't I wish I had taken that chance or I wish I had done that but like you have regret about something like yeah you but you have I absolutely have I absolutely have but they but you know and that's what I mean I think there's a lot of like you get held back from the things that you want to do because of the things that you feel like you need to do yeah. you, over you, at home. But you know what I love and is I, the fact... I, I just find that so constricting and I, I feel suffocated even thinking about yeah. it. Fucking is a great person. I fuck. Fucking no, is a great... Uh, as, as they say in Kerry, you're a fuck it. Fuck it, like. Yeah. Fuck it is fuck a great is so uh, mentality, like, yeah. you know? And, and the thing about this is, like, um, we're here, like, the whole premise of our podcast is it's the Irish pub chat that... In a sense, like in modern Ireland, like but in modern Ireland, it's creeping out a little bit. Like yeah. I see my younger siblings and younger like relatives, like pre-drinking in the house just to get drunk and then going out to go to a nightclub. Like whereas this this Irish pub scene, having a conversation face to face and actually fucking talking about stuff that you had no intention of talking about that day. Do you know what I'll say about that though, Deej? Is like okay, so think about when you were like eighteen to twenty-five. Were you that keen and sitting in a pub and having the chat? Like I was oh, very much you, about going you, out. Oh, listen. Well, I know Callan's in Cork by the way we should go to Callan we should go to Callan's mm. we should do snow casting Callan's yeah, oh yeah definitely so myself and Sonia are going out for the Cork Guinness Jazz Weekend this Sunday yeah Sonia's yeah. going out to Cork oh. my parents very excited I'm jelly uh, see them see long term okay. followers of the Snowcastle remember Dodd from episode 2 um, so Dodd's going to be there too and I'm going to bring you guys to Callan's have the <gasps> nicest oh, point of beamish you've ever had um, point of beam we might, we might even record a few minutes for a, a future snowcast to throw in and uh, Make sure you do yeah but I'll miss you though Aww. you'll be in Manchester guys with your I wish father. you could see the way they're looking at each other right now uh, good lord I'll record one with Limo yeah Lemo. you record one with Limo <laughs> in Manchester at the United match um, oh fuck it but that's the, that's the thing though it, it's that Irish pub chat it's the Irish culture of yeah. um, even even, even technology wise like, like parts, parts of our rural community don't have like broadband do you know like it's just yeah, that yeah. mad like backwards mentality that keeps us grounded yeah. um, we don't lose a run of ourselves and no. right like there are parts of Ireland in Dublin Cork the, the big cities and stuff like that that completely lose a run of themselves and get off well but, you know like let me just say that I spent 10 of my thir- no 9 of my 13 years in Ireland in Dublin and I've been here for the past this is my 4th year here and I've decided to stay in Ireland and I have the choice to really work anywhere I want in the world and I'm choosing to stay in Waterford City. I think that says more about the snow it cast does. than it does. <laughs> <laughs> and these two assholes. Yeah. What would you I love you guys. Yeah. I love you guys. Um, brilliant. That like I suppose that sums up Irish culture and why people flock to Ireland and why people love Irish people. Well, I, I, it's I, the people. I was telling the the, the lads just a quick story of I had a cousin um, from LA who came over and uh, like uh, we we, uh, we he was staying with me for a few nights in Waterford and uh, I said look sure we we'll go out for a few points uh, tonight and he says you know he kind of gave me that kind of quizzical look and he was like yeah okay. Um, so probably about half an hour, about half eight at night, I text a few of the lads who were living around the city at the time, um, 
Here, lads, anybody, anybody fancy a pint tonight, like, you know? Uh, I'm heading to Phil Grimes with my cousin. So, uh, I headed to Phil Grimes anyway with, um, with, with the cousin, and five, six of the lads showed up to Phil Grimes. Aww. And uh, came Why in. wouldn't you show up to Phil Grimes? Why yeah. wouldn't you, right? So, uh, the boys came in, and we had maybe three or four points in Phil Grimes. We were chatting away, talking all sorts of nonsense, like, you know, uh, music, football, every, you know, everything, like, you know. The lad, and, and, like, you know, the lads were so inclusive, you know, you know, asking your man about LA and things like that, like, you know. And uh, we headed down to the Woodman afterwards, because that was a late bar, and, you know, we had a few more points in there and stuff. And uh, then, like, but, like, we, I don't know, we only had maybe, like, five, six max points overnight. And then me and the cousin came, went back to my house and slept there. But like the next morning, you know, <coughs> I was like, you know, did you have a good time last night? Because, man, that was like you just don't get that in uh, LA. Totally. Or I, like I'm, I'm extrapolating this, but like, like in America, like it's just like you just you, you don't get that and um, that like uh, spontaneous. Um, just communal drinking culture where you're just going out for a few drinks you're 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 just you know having a bit of dutch courage to, uh, you know you know a bit of chat away like bit, yeah. of, bit of bit of a few chats like and we're know? so inclusive like so Irish people are so inclusive on nights out you know and like that's and like, one of the biggest things because like i didn't realize everyone talks about canadian people being so kind and and they are they really really yeah. are yeah. but i mean not like the irish yeah. like there is that we're just like, one big just, fucking family like but like, it, you know, like, it, it, say even that guy from LA, like, you know, as in, like, you're bound to have one of your friends, right, who has a good knowledge of like American sports culture mm. or something, yeah. right? And he goes, you know, like, uh, oh, you're from LA, like, oh, uh, you know, like the, the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, 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 Dodgers zoom well in they're the baseball. series. The Lakers have fallen to shit. With the Red Sox. Oh my God. It's, it's game, I went to Red game two too. last night, was game it? Two last night. Yeah. How did it all just get Okay, on? now we're just getting ahead of ourselves here. When yeah, I, I think Sonny knows. All I know is that the Dodgers and the Red Sox are in the series. I think Red, 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 Sox, Red, I think Red Sox won the first game anyway. I think that's, just give me a bit of credit where credit is due. Yeah, no, fair play to you. But that's, the, that's the epitome of the Irish I talking and bl- blagging away about something you don't yeah, really exactly. know about. And Sonia's Canadian and she's fucking bought into it. She, yeah. She's pretty much Irish now. Um, th- and that's what the Snowcast is all about. And speaking of the Snowcast, we, we've actually, this is our last episode coming out in October and it's our 10th episode. And we're hitting a bit of a milestone and we've actually got um, an awful lot of stuff lined up for November. It's not really important. <laughs> but we've we've got an awful lot of stuff lined up for November. We we've got a we've got an episode coming out on Monday the fifth of November. But after that we've got we've got a good few specials coming out as well. We've an awful lot of stuff lined up. So uh, the first week of November we've got our our just regular Snugcast episode eleven, uh, which we plan on recording next week. And then we've got a special that week with the real life doctor Simon Calhoun, who I know loads of you have really enjoyed in his two appearances on the Snugcast. So, so great. Absolutely. But Simon has an Instagram page at the real life doctor where he gives uh, lifestyle advice and, and just general uh, getting healthier tips advice that is just like small increments and Simon's motto is um loads of small changes lead to big changes. So we've got a couple of things coming up with Simon. Curry is really good. Yeah, his curry is really amazing. Really good. Uh, his peas and chorizos are amazing as well. But uh, we've got a couple of things coming up with him in the month of November around um, men's health, mental health, exercise and stuff like that. So we've got one of those coming out in the middle of that week as well, a special. Uh, the week after then, we've actually got a real special episode I'm beyond excited about. Myself and Owen are going that weekend to Liverpool to see Liverpool versus Fulham. And we're meeting up with uh, my favourite podcast, besides the Snowcast obviously um, the Anfield Rap and we've got Gary Roberts from the Anfield Rap lined up for a special interview over a few points I can't fucking wait for that um, so that's coming up we're calling it the Taw special Taw for the Anfield Rap um, any listeners who are familiar with the Anfield Rap will know it's fucking brilliant and Gary's just a regular chap who uh, does podcasting for a full time living loves points and loves going to matches so 
Um, then we've got our, uh, our, our special episode from Liverpool. We're, we're actually going to go and meet some of our overseas listeners on in Liverpool and have a chat with them Stop. over a few points. No way. We are, and we're going to have a special episode. We're going to line up a few of the boys in Liverpool that listen to the Snowcast, have a few points with them and have a chat about life in Liverpool with those lads. Wow. And um, yeah, that's going to be fucking epic. We're coming up in 1916 minutes there recording on this segment, lads, so we'll just bless ourselves for that. Uh, and then, look, we've got two more episodes coming up there uh, that basically we're going to have great fucking crack with. I'm away for a week in November, so some of it will be a, bit, a few bits thrown together from previous bits we've recorded. And uh, I think in November you might actually hear the pre-Snugcast Snug Chat in Phil Grimes where we did the World Cup of Irish Songs oh, as per Joe.ie releasing that? yeah we're going to oh, release that in November and basically this is a recording myself and Owen did to hear basically to hear what we sounded like on on uh, recording and we played it for a few people including Sonia to see if we thought the Snugcast to be a good idea so that's going to be a really special episode that's going to be one that's going to be close to our own hearts fucking keep an eye out for that so Owen November uh, busy month for the Snugcast <laughs> I'm actually excited for the Slingas <laughs> you're out there springing a few surprises on me like, uh, we actually said all these things but I actually wrote them down on paper in London at the weekend and Jesus Christ we've got a lot on uh, yeah I actually I actually can't wait um, thanks DJ like um, look I, I actually had a really really good time tonight um, I absolutely love this Slingast uh, and it's it's something like I think travel and um, just Irish culture and stuff is something that's really really true to all of our hearts people should travel more and people it's who haven't so been to Ireland should get to Ireland more come yeah. to Ireland I can't leave and come to Waterford and get in contact with us and come have a pint with us oh yeah 20 quid <laughs> <laughs> 20 quid for a snow gas tour here and on that we'll, uh, we'll leave you be Slong a fall Slong fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.